turn it up. Get ready. You're tuned in to VO Buzz Weekly. Weekly. The show where aspiring voice actors, established VO pros, and curious fans alike get to meet and learn from the mega successful talent in voiceover. Hear their personal stories. Find out how they became so successful. Learn their secrets and join them at the top. And I'm Chuck Duran. Welcome to an awesome new episode of VO Buzz Weekly. Absolutely. On the show today, we have <laughs> Chris Price. And let me tell you something. I tell people all the time, if you do the right stuff in the right sequence... Repeatedly. And you repeat it over and over again, you will have tremendous success. Yes. And Chris is going to prove that to us today. Yeah, he's got a great story. Absolutely. And we love him. He's a cool guy. So let's talk to him right now. Our guest is taking the voiceover world by storm. You guys hear him all the time in promos, commercials, in-show narration on Nat Geo, the Travel Channel. He is all over the place. He is totally awesome, and his story is even better than that. So we want to get buzzed right now with the totally cool Chris Fries. Put it there, baby. Thank you. How are you? Good to see Thanks. you again. Thank you. Now, a lot much. of people don't know this, but Chris is actually my son. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's like a soap opera. Yeah. Kind of like a soap opera, this right? This just in. Yeah, what's happened? It was a long time ago. No, just kidding. But, uh, buddy, I'm so happy. We're both so happy that yes. you're here. It's been a long time coming. Um, and uh, we're so excited. You drove quite a few hours to come up here, right? Some miles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I live in Orange County, which is about 50 miles south. Mm -hmm. uh, Depending but, uh, on the traffic. That's cool. could be a yeah. three-hour event. <laughs> I don't say that to you know, make you seem like you're so cool or anything like that. But the cool thing is that he drove here, not for us, but for you guys. <laughs> and that's what's really cool about the whole thing. So thank you for doing that. They appreciate it. We appreciate it. And uh, what what do you say we get right into this little Absolutely. interview here and ask you some questions, yeah. right? We're going to get down right and dirty, baby. <laughs> yeah. um, Chris Fries, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay, so uh, from Chicago, then you ended up in jail. Yeah. You, 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 you'll, you'll, you'll define that. From Chicago, then you ended up in jail and into voiceover. Explain. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I was uh, born in Chicago but raised out here. Um, and uh, as far as my start in voiceover, it's not totally unlike a lot of other people's where I, I wanted to get into radio. And in the early 90s, coming out of college, I had uh, uh, got a job at a radio station, 95.9 KEZY in Orange County. Mm. Now they're out of business. It's yeah, near, I remember KEZY. Yeah, uh, near Disneyland area. And uh, I wanted to be an on-air personality. That was my thing. Mm. And uh, I first learned that voiceover was an actual thing at that point. Yeah. Uh, other on-air talent were talking about that. And I... Uh, I honestly, I'm like, really? Well, I guess cartoons, I figured, okay, that's, uh, you know, voiceover guys or something. But otherwise, I thought commercials, narration, that's like the director's brother or something does that. Yeah, right, I mean, right. Well, yeah. I didn't even know that was a job, but uh, apparently it is. So it, it just kind of planted the seed. But my eye, uh, the prize for me was, was to get into radio. So uh, it was like, okay, I'm not really interested in that. But 
Uh, time, a little time went by. I'm working at the radio station, and it gets sold, and everybody loses their job. A common thing in radio. Mm -hmm. You got to kind of be a nomad. So. I was uh, thinking, well, what do I do now? I, uh, and, and to complicate matters even further, I had uh, started dating a girl who was... Uh, that uh, always complicates yeah. <laughs> Not always. date girls. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. And, and she was an intern at the uh, radio station as well. And it was about two, three months in. It was one of those where it's too soon to say, hey, come and follow me into the radio world right. and find find ourselves in Little Rock, Arkansas or something. Yeah. Uh, but it was enough into it where I'm like, I kind of want to stick around and see where this thing goes. Yeah. So I couldn't, there wasn't anything open in radio in the area at the time. So I got a part-time job uh, working in parks and recreation uh, doing... Uh, uh, organizing softball leagues and basketball mm -hmm. leagues and things like that for uh, you know uh, adults and that, and uh, the the part time job uh, got a promotion turned into full time got another promotion and this little temporary job that yeah. was just gonna you know uh, bide my time until something in radio opened up turned into a career. And ten years, I'm I'm in parks and recreation. Wow. Uh, I become the Ron Swanson <laughs> of. Uh, of, uh, of this field, and I ended up getting to a director uh, position. And uh, as I'm working in this field, uh, more and more of this career is is all of a sudden not becoming very fun. The right. the the politics, the bureaucracy, the corruption. I mean, it was yeah. uh, it was really a cliche when yeah. you're talking about government. And I was hating my job. And I was driving into work one day, and I'm listening to uh, uh, K Rock, uh, a morning radio show, Kevin and Bean in the morning. Yep. And there's a guy, Ralph Garman, one of the guys in the morning crew. He does uh, voiceover, uh, I guess, animation stuff uh, on the mm -hmm. side or whatever. And I was listening to him tell about uh, an experience he had. And I was all of a sudden just riveted to what he had to say. And I'm like, wow, they tell me more. And he's telling me about his experience, the session, all that. I was just mesmerized. And it was just this huge light just went off in me. And I said, I have to do this. This is what I, and I remember <laughs> 10 years earlier yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. when they first planted the seed that, uh, yeah, voiceover, sure, you mm -hmm. know. And, and just coincidentally, uh, about two months later, I get laid off uh, the economy and whatever uh -huh. from my uh, Parks and Rec job. And I think, I was like, this is an omen. Um, I had actually emailed Ralph and asked him, how do you get into voiceover? You know, the yeah. age old question right. that uh, people ask. And, uh, and he told about classes and that. So he kind of gave me a couple of pointers as far as uh, what to do. So I did them. And uh, that's kind of how I got started. And then, of course, it. Uh, you know, I'm sure you have other questions. That can <laughs> yeah, but lots there, of questions, but, man. Uh, you did good there. You just keep talking. But then, yeah, <laughs> I could, I could, but uh, we want you yeah. to. This is about <laughs> you. I'm not going to talk. Yeah, I got nothing to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So I, I kind of started from there, and he had recommended uh, a Susan Blue class. Yeah. Um, and uh, the late uh, great Cynthia Sanjay uh, had taught that. Yes. And uh, wonderful woman. She is. And uh, it was a six week class, three weeks animation, three weeks commercial, and and I just. I fell in love with the, the, the whole uh, idea of voiceover at that point. Um, and I'm, of course, like anything, when you're starting a, a career, you don't start at the top. <laughs> you, you start right. at the bottom. Yeah. And uh, so I, I'm, I did, uh, uh, you know, pay to play sites, th those types of things, and uh, uh, made a demo too soon. Okay. Um, uh, but fortunately, it wasn't a horrible demo, and uh, I was able to do a little bit of generate work. some action yeah, yeah. Uh, some some stuff going on but uh, I uh, I ended up uh, kind of meeting people 
in, in various areas of classes and uh, seminars, uh, conventions, those types of things. And uh, I was actually working out my local gym, 50 miles away in Orange County. Again, there's a there's a circle of uh, voiceover people in, in in Hollywood and L.A. and mm -hmm. stuff. But once yeah. you get outside, like in Orange County, there's not so much. Not so much. Right. So I'm working out, and uh, a guy's asking me, "Oh, so what do you do for a living?" I'm like, "Well, I'm an aspiring voice actor." And um, and he says, "Oh, you know, I trained somebody who's uh, pretty big in the industry." Uh, and I said, "Oh, that's great." And he said, "Well, next time he's in, I'll uh, introduce you." Next time I come in, he say, hey, that guy that I was telling you about is uh, uh, here. I'll, I'll introduce you. And I'm like, oh, great. Uh, Chris, this is uh, Scott Rummel. Scott Rummel, this is Chris. <laughs> now, at the time, I, I didn't know who you Scott had, Rummel was. Right, <laughs> right, right. I was in the presence of voiceover greatness. Oh, yeah. um, the clouds were parting outside the gym. You just didn't see Yeah, them. yeah. And, uh, and I'll tell you <laughs> Let's what. Let's say hi to Scott. Hi, hi Scott. Scott. Hey. We love you, Scott. <laughs> and he was so generous with his time, with his knowledge, with even his home, because I think that very day, he doesn't know me from Adam, yeah. but he invited me to his house to sit in on a, on a session that he was doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then I'm like, of course, I'm listening to him work, and I'm like, oh, I know that voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We all know that voice. Yeah. And uh, and he gave me pointers and uh, gave me some direction, and I uh, I followed it to the letter. And uh, uh, but it was a long time kind of coming, but uh, but that's kind of got me pushed what, and motivated. What were, what were some of the things that Scott told you to do? Classes. Take classes. Mm -hmm. Take lots and lots of classes. Uh, get exposure, uh, uh, marketing, uh, uh, networking. Uh, get to know people and get good at your craft. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's a matter of uh, of how luck is where opportunity meets uh, uh, preparation. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, and I was that's how I was going to create my luck. Not yeah. like lottery numbers kind of no. picking thing. No. I was right. going to control right. this luck. So I needed to get more prepared. So even though I had this demo made, and I think I, I made the demo, uh, um, I didn't get it uh, professionally uh, done. I, I had uh, typed out my name on the label, the CD at the time. It was yeah. CDs were the way to go with uh, <laughs> demos. And, and I even had a... Uh, um, uh, kind of a legend on the back that said the gruff guy friendly guy you know Aww. I'm like what am I doing you know I'm just all wrong and, uh, and he was telling me he's like this is great Chris but I t and I tell you what too he could have totally laughed me out of his house but he was like no no this is this is good this is good but what you want to do is to try to you know create a brand and yeah. create a kind of a you know what right. your sound is about right. and that yeah. kind of thing so he set me straight on a lot of things and uh and I owe him uh, quite a bit, so uh, you know, thank you, Scott. <laughs> so, so now Chris uh, Fries makes payments to Scott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> PayPal. Yeah. Now that you're making payments to Scott Rumble and he's all happy and stuff like that, but uh, we know that he told you to do a bunch of stuff, and did you do some of it, all of it? No, it was it was an all or none kind of a thing. I, I uh, especially understanding the body of work that Scott has done. I would uh, there's no reason for me to make any shortcuts or or, or leave anything out of what yeah. he would suggest. Right. Um, and I, I I so I needed to kind of go all in. It was uh, one of the things was you can't really have any meaningful uh, success kind of going part time at this. Uh, so I needed to pursue this. Uh, uh, 100 percent full time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as I was, uh, as I lost my job in Parks and Rec, so right. I was, I, I had um, some savings, and uh, uh, my wife, who actually going back, the uh, the girl that I dated. Yeah. 
Yes, I was going to ask you. There you go. So she and she, yeah, believed believed in me from the start, and uh, and she was uh, working full time as I was trying to make this uh, a go. Mm And so she's uh, definitely the breadwinner, and I'm the bread eater <laughs> at this point. Um, but I'm all in, and uh, and so these early days, not much money's coming in, yeah. money's going out, and I needed to find another way to make some money as I'm doing this uh, because. But I didn't want to do something like uh, a waiter or a bartender. I'd done uh, the bartending thing in college and that because. Uh, for two reasons, I, I wanted to uh, bartenders in those types of jobs. They still could start at four or five in the afternoon and then go up until midnight or yeah. so. And I still wanted to spend time in the evening with my family and that, mm-hmm. and uh, and also some voiceover stuff still kind of uh, trickles into yeah. the afternoon. That, sure. Mm-hmm. And especially if I'm in Orange County uh, and I got to travel an hour, two, three hours, you know, depending on traffic, uh, I'm not going to make my shift. Uh, right. So I uh, I needed to get a graveyard shift type of a job and um so i was willing to do the you planted this out this was a plan you had oh yeah yeah Yeah. and i because there's there were several opportunities for me to say give up this isn't going to work and uh well i I can't i got to get a job this isn't working so well voiceover was a good shot wasn't meant to be wasn't meant to be yeah Yeah. that was never entering my mind Mm -hmm. there's several crossroads this was one of them and it said okay now i could i could give up or i could look past this and try to make this work. And the graveyard shift job was, was going to make that work. And I was going to work as a gas station attendant, 7-Eleven, whatever. Minimum wage, just enough to pay a little bit of the mortgage, a grocery bill or two, just to keep us afloat while yeah. I you know, still did the, yeah. the voiceover thing. Uh, and a buddy of mine, he works as a uh, deputy sheriff for L.A. County Sheriff's. And he says, oh, no, you don't have to do that. You, you, no, no. I got the perfect <laughs> job for you. I got the VIP position <laughs> for you. So he says, jailer. Jailer. That's where it's at. So I. Uh, okay, no, no. So, okay, so seriously, seriously. Let's it go sounds back. like a movie. Chris Fry's in The Jailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so go back to that moment when he said, jailer. Yeah. What went through your mind? What'd you say? Well, at first, I was like, hell no. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. But then he was like, no, no, it's it's actually a really good setup. You don't handle the inmates. You don't touch them at all. You work in a kind of a module, and you push a, button, a bunch of buttons to open and close doors. And mm-hmm. all the deputies that are uh, deputies that come out of the academy, they work in the jails first, and then they go to patrol right. and whatever right, they do. Right. The jailers in there are non-sworn positions that you know push buttons, and mm-hmm. that's it. I'm done. Right. Uh, so I'm like... Well, when you put it like that, I'm like, that's not a bad gig. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he's like, yeah, the money is good, uh, um, uh, benefits are excellent, mm-hmm. and uh, and you'll have no problem getting the graveyard. Nobody wants no, to. Ah, nobody so wants what, what, was wow. the, what was the shift hours? Uh, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Wow. Uh, wow. So, uh, but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, as my friend had described. Uh-oh. I go through my own little academy, uh, and then I get in there, and they had just gotten off of a hiring freeze, so they were shorthanded uh, deputies and jailers. Yeah. So the the not handling the inmates thing, yeah, not so much, huh? in a perfect world, sure, <laughs> but this is far from a perfect world. Oh. I'm handling frisking inmates. I'm breaking up fights. I'm oh tossing gosh. cells. I'm wow. I'm doing everything in there, yeah. and. Uh, and not to mention, there was just uh, there was a situation where there was force used by uh, 
uh, deputies or jailers on on uh, uh, on an inmate that happened to be a gang leader, and and so the this whole sect of, uh, of gang uh, uh, had greenlit uh, the the uh, sheriffs and jailers in the uh, in the jails, which means that when an opportunity presents itself, so you you attack a jailer. Or oh, oh. A deputy. so. So now hey. I'm, I'm working in a greenlit jail. Uh, the, the, there's and no I'm benefits handling. that are good enough for that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Do you get paid extra for that? For green light? No. <laughs> no. Okay. no. Well, you're a good thing. You're what are you like six four? Six six. Yeah. yeah. So six. At least you had that on your side. That does help. Yeah. That does help. Uh, so, but. Uh, so yeah, I'm having to kind of deal with this. Wow. Uh, and then to make matters worse, <laughs> could they be? <laughs> I think again. Yeah. Uh, I'm working the graveyard shift. Everything's working perfectly. I'm there at ten. I'm off at six. Mm -hmm. I get home at seven. I I can um, you know uh, my daughter. We didn't have our son at the time, but uh, uh, I I help my daughter get up ready for school. I I kiss them to school and and, mm -hmm. and uh, work. And at night, I can have dinner with them. I watch a little trash TV with my wife, and then I head right. off to work for, you right. know, it's actually a perfect setup. Yeah. Uh, but then, because of the hiring freeze they had, they were shorthanded, so they didn't have all their shifts uh, to be able to fill. And it's not like you're working at a Home Depot where, oh, we're just short a couple of people. Uh, jail, you have to have a fully staffed, uh, all the shifts covered. Yeah. So they take uh, uh, volunteers for overtime uh, to cover uh, shifts. And uh, but I wasn't interested in the overtime. That wasn't my thing. I'm not looking to make it rich as a jailer. <laughs> um, you don't want to make a career on, out of this, no, right? No. Okay, like you did the previous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Right. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, because the setup was good. Uh, I'd get a couple hours of sleep in the morning, and then I'd be able to do voiceover stuff during the day, and uh, then you know the, with the family, and then go yeah. back to work. But when they uh, uh, when they couldn't fill all of the shifts with uh, volunteers, they had to do what they call a draft, which is mandatory. You're mm. you're working overtime, mm. and it wasn't just work an hour or two until Bob gets off a of lunch. You're working another eight-hour shift oh, back wow. to back. Whoa! So I'd work 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. and then 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. and then I'd go home. And would I get, well, wait a minute, now I'm just, I'm way behind on my auditions. Totally. Or right. If I got a session, I'm like, well, I just, I can't book the session because of, you know, I'd, I'd miss a session. How's the sound quality in the jailer room there? Could you uh, do <laughs> yeah, an right. ISD in there? No, probably little, not. A little echo. A little too. echo. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so this is like, and this is happening like three, four times a week where I'm wow. getting drafted. Yeah. And they draft you, you get a phone call in your module in um, the uh, uh, last 15 minutes of your shift. Uh, to let you know that you just got drafted. And man, oh. time is like standing still in that yeah. last 15 minutes. Waiting like, for, am I getting How long did call? this go on, this whole drafting process? Uh, well, until <laughs> until I decided <laughs> I wasn't going to be drafted anymore. Okay. Mm. There you go. They, they stand up. They mm -hmm. said, you're drafted. I said, I don't think so, so, but much, thanks. No. Mm. Now, you can imagine this was not accepted very yeah, 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 uh, yeah. With, with open arms with the, the jet. Now, I can't blame them at all. They have to cover their shifts and stuff. Right. This was not what I had signed up for. Right. And uh, um, so I uh, n neither was it me telling them that I'm a voiceover actor <laughs> that has to kind of keep his yeah. days free. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't yeah. really understanding yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. I kind of kept all that to myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I knew it was the beginning of the end at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, they were going to have to let me go. And they did so, um, but and it just so happened that uh, uh, I was able to within a few months of 
getting fired as a jailer. I was there for about a year. Mm -hmm. uh, I was able to uh, slowly but surely pick up a little momentum with voiceover. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have to go from the jailer to 7-Eleven. Right. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, right. that kind of... That's that, cool, man. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that's nuts, dude. <laughs> it is. I mean, that is nuts. I have nuts. to say that you're the first jailer guest we've had. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no. And rec, recreation. Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And rec. You, you, I feel like we should give you something yeah. for this. <laughs> yeah. This is oh, a big deal. Oh, and the stories I could tell you about the jail, that'd be a whole other show. Oh, oh. gosh. We and might have to hear a, at least one of them. Uh, no, that's uh, on the DVD well, extra yeah. feature. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the uncensored. The unreleased DVD. Oh my gosh, I could listen to your jailer stories all day, but we need to move on. Yes, we're going um, So early on, did you have any setbacks or any maybe missteps that, when you think about them now, were really valuable lessons or maybe blessings in disguise? Yeah, yeah lots. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of liken a, a voiceover career to a, a mouse uh, finding a piece of cheese in a maze. Mm -hmm. you, you know, the goal is to get that cheese. A voiceover career is to achieve, you know, some some kind of success. But yeah. in order to get from A to B, uh, it's not a straight line. It's mm -hmm. it's sometimes I'll I'll make a right and and then I'll lose some ground and then I'll hit a roadblock or something where uh, I but eventually. I make progress and I get there. So lots of mistakes. So one of those, if I could go back and do it again, would I do it differently? Well, yeah, probably just to save a yeah. couple of years off of, <laughs> <laughs> of the journey. But um, but some of the things I'd uh, uh, I made my demo too, too soon, soon. I mentioned, as a matter of fact, right after I took the six week class with uh, Cynthia, uh, I had her make my demo. I had one six week class, three weeks animation, three yeah. weeks commercial, and I made a demo. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the worst thing. It wasn't the best thing. It was just middle of the road. Yeah. But I, my, the, the good thing is I kept working uh, on honing my craft. Uh, I kept uh, you know, improving myself, putting myself in a position to, to get better. And through some of my uh, meetings, I, I met a gentleman by the name of um, Chuck... Duran? Mm, I hear he's yes. pretty cool. Though. Yeah, he's a, he's a cool guy. Yeah, he's yes. a cool guy. Sounds familiar. <laughs> I'd like to meet him sometime. Yeah. Does he do demos? I uh, think? He does, Maybe. and they rock. And they <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so I, I meet uh, I meet you, Chuck, uh, and this is years. This must have been nine years ago or something like yeah, that. Yeah, man. And uh, and you uh, fixed up my commercial demo. And since then, you've done my promo demo. You've done uh, narration demo for you, imaging yeah, affiliates. Imaging. Uh, so and you've been kicking. But <laughs> you've well, been kicking some butt, man. Yeah. Um, I love that you send me little updates, you know, here once in a while. Like, hey, man, check this out. I just finished, you know, I'm the voice of this now. And uh, I'm like, right on, man. Yeah. Well, I knew you would appreciate it if, uh, yeah. for sure. You know, certain yeah. people, especially coming up, that were big supporters uh, in my corner kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I definitely like to kind of keep uh, keep you up to date. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> yeah. thank you for that, and keep yeah. them coming because yeah. I, I really like those. What? So, w what are some? What are a few little things that you can tell people out there? They're in the trenches right now. Maybe they're where you were, you know, five years ago, right? Okay. Maybe they're making a, a lot of wrong decisions or, or or decisions that are maybe costing them a lot of time. What are a few things that you could maybe tell them that could help them and maybe put them in a right direction to save a little time and, and get to the cheese, if you will, yes. a little quicker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, the education part is is big. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And the marketing and network is is, is really huge, too. Uh, this is a who-you-know kind of world we're living in. Uh, yeah. A voiceover, unlike, uh, or like many other businesses, mm -hmm. the same thing. Uh, and you can't really do it alone. You you have to uh, you have to get out there. You have to meet people. 
and you have to make sure that you become known because you can be the best voice actor in the world yeah. but if nobody knows you yeah it doesn't matter yeah so uh you've got to get out there and, and again i'm 50 miles away it's hard to get into town coming in for classes coming in for conferences and meets uh, and networking events and things like mm -hmm. that uh, so, so you were you're driving fifty miles, two hundred miles round trip, yeah, hundred miles every, almost every day to do just something. about, just mm -hmm. about, and it was, and and you know, I mean, you wouldn't think it to talking to me now, but I'm kind of an introvert, really. I, I, you, know, <laughs> I you know, it's sometimes it's tough for me to just kind of yeah. put myself yeah. out there. Yeah. So it's you know, I wasn't totally comfortable, but I knew it was important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so taking the classes, another thing I always look for. Whenever I take a class, I try to find out would there be a guest director at this at the end of this class. Right. Sometimes at the end of a class, they'd have yeah. like a casting director or an agent or something at the end. So it wasn't so much. I mean, it was definitely the education, but it was also an opportunity. Can I showcase a little bit? Can I show off? Can right. I impress? And right. and maybe this person would right. remember me or something like sure. that. So uh, developing these relationships was uh, was paramount and and maintaining them. So. If you feel like you can kind of do it in the in the background there, and uh, you can't, you, you got to get out there. You yeah. can't just do it from behind your computer. You gotta you gotta get out there and, and meet people. So uh, that was important, and uh, and and just that refusal to say no, to the refusal to go away, uh, was was big. I knew this is what I wanted to do, mm -hmm. and uh, as these crossroads come to me, I you know there's excuses that I could make as yeah. to give up or continue on. But I knew that if I if I kept at it, you know, I said something would would happen, and yeah. uh, and things th things did start to happen. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, you plant you plant enough seeds. They're absolutely. Grow what at what do you think? What are some of the things uh, that you feel that you would do differently today if you were starting your voiceover business today? Yeah. Well, I'd I'd probably not make that first demo so fast. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, so don't make your demo before it's time. Right. Yeah. And uh, and I would have. Uh, uh, continue to market and network even more aggressively than I did because mm -hmm. I noticed when I the more I did that the more good things happened and not just from meeting a, a casting director or a producer or a talent agent but your your fellow voice actor your other yeah. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. your other actors mm -hmm. uh, I had great referrals to some regional agents uh, some other opportunities some place to get a Sennheiser uh, at a discount or something like that you know yeah. things like that where you get tips where you wouldn't otherwise know that mm -hmm. you found out about and you mm -hmm. and you, you know you'd, you'd meet people and you these people can do you favors kind of a thing yeah. if yep. you're a nice guy yeah. well, I was going to say in general, General, the voiceover community is so generous really and welcoming, are. and and you know everyone likes to try to help each other out, which is lovely. And and but you have to take that step and put yourself oh, yeah. in the position yeah. to be yeah. absolutely a part of it. Yeah. Uh, so when when do you feel was that first? Am I asking too many questions? No. <laughs> so when did you feel? When did you feel was that point where you sat down at home and maybe just were thinking to yourself? <laughs> and thought to yourself, wow, this is happening. I'm actually doing it. It's, I think it was my, my first break kind of a thing. Now, I was starting to get a little momentum after the jailer job, but yeah. nothing to write home about. As a matter of fact, I don't think to, this, uh, to the point of, of my break, did I ever hear myself on the radio or TV? I had booked a couple of jobs, but they might have been in different regions, sure. or I just didn't happen to hear them or see right. them. But... Um, I was, uh, I'd booked a, a Minute Maid uh, commercial, and I didn't even know if it was radio or TV. I didn't care. I'm like, does it pay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the important thing. I can thing. keep yeah. this money? I need yeah. the money. <laughs> 
So I'm doing this commercial, and uh, is that great? Okay, thanks, great. And I, I uh, left a couple of weeks later. Um, I get a call from a friend of mine. I'm watching TV at night, and uh, he says, "Did you do a Minute Maid commercial?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, I did." He goes. It's on American Idol. Oh, and this is in 2008, wow. and at the time, American Idol was that, huge. Yeah. It's and still huge. It's I don't know what people big, are yeah. talking about. But, uh, and I was, the, it was, the funny thing was, I told him, I'm watching American Idol right now. Miss- I fast forward through all my the commercials. That's oh. probably why I miss it. So I rewind. I'm like, oh my gosh. And, and I tell you what, in my, in my professional career, I don't think I've had a single more proud and happy moment yeah. than seeing that. Uh, so cool. And so then great. that summer, the Beijing Olympics, uh, and it was playing prime time during the Olympics wow. as well. Yeah. And that played for almost yeah. a year. And then you went to the mailbox it and you went, It played for a year? You. Yeah. You wow. made a killing. I didn't realize how good residuals <laughs> could be until I'm like, wow, I. so and you're going to still pay me? I, yeah. And I don't and have I to do anything factor. more? Yeah. <laughs> we love that passive income. Yeah. Oh my that goodness gracious. So that one was, yeah, that was kind of the big break there. And it's one of those where work begets work. And yeah. uh, the, my uh, you know, opportunity started to kind of flow in there. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think my second uh, um, video game uh, opportunity I had was uh, I booked Call of Duty World at War. Oh, nice. One of the biggest uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. video game franchises. Yeah. And it was, I'd, I was uh, third billing underneath uh, uh, Gary Oldman, Kiefer Sutherland, and then me. And I'm like, what? (laughs) How is that possible that I am like in the same breath as as those two? Because you're the jailer. Yeah. That's true. You, came got, in handy. you got the jail, the jail experience. came in handy with I'm the video. I'm sure. <laughs> you were channeling. A little bit more aggression. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. You need that amped up? Uh, I got I'll you. just pretend I'm on my second shift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so you never even thought about getting into video games or anything like that. So you didn't even know yeah. that was a possibility or that it even existed probably. Yeah. No, it was, uh, uh, that was another uh, thing about the relationships where, the, the relationship with your agent is so important that there were things that I didn't know I could do or be good at, yeah. but my agent said, you know, you might be pretty good at uh, video games. You kind of have a resonance in your voice, yeah. and, you know, whatever. You look like a bad guy, yeah. you know. So, <laughs> you got so, the eyes and the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the height. <laughs> <laughs> I have a face for voiceover. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so these opportunities come their way, and uh, and doing Call of Duty and other games that were, you know, Army or, or Monsters or yeah. Heroes or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, seemed to come a little more naturally to me. And it, and it, I think it had a lot to do, more so to do with the, the jailer job than I thought. Cause you when, were channeling the after hours. Uh, <laughs> yes. The, the, what's it called? The, the extra, draft. The draft. Yeah. The draft, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I had, yeah, when you get a row of... Uh, of, of fish that come in, and fish are new inmates, and you, yeah, oh my you gotta, God. Gotta, gotta really? oh, yeah. not to be mistaken with sushi. Yeah, no, no, no. Although they sometimes smell just as bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my gosh! But, but uh, um, the uh, yeah, so you got a row of uh, of these hardened killers, and and yeah. that, and you got to get their attention and direct them into their cells and whatever. And I first, the first time I did that, I was like. Okay, guys, uh, if you could go over here and do oh, that, and it's and not like, really, yeah, not yeah, really yeah. grasping their attention yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. So you you're not really... doing the flight instructions on the <laughs> yeah, plane, exactly. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought if I'm nice to them, yeah, they'll be nice well, to me. Yeah, well, treat them like human beings. Yes, they're human beings. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, but they just don't respond to that. Yeah. So you got to use the big boy voice. Yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, and you got to talk their language if you know what I mean. Yep, absolutely. Okay. And uh, and so yeah, it would uh, uh, things that my mother wouldn't want to hear, no. <laughs> but uh, but it got yeah. the job done. And yeah. in some of these video games, you got it, to say those things. You got to say it and get paid for it <laughs> and get paid for it. Wow. So uh, so yeah, I was able to really jump into the uh, video mm -hmm. game world and say, oh, I right, bring it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I love That's it so when your cool. life experience you bring it to your work. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Well, speaking of your work. Let's talk about some of the current projects that you can talk about. You've got a new series on Nat Geo, which yeah. is kind of cool, that yeah. you're doing in-show narration on. Yeah, Dead End Express. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, uh, people living off the grid kind of a thing. Yeah, uh, this is it's popular. really cool. Yeah, doing that. And uh, just uh, uh, on uh, CBS, uh, The Briefcase is a uh, uh, show that I'm uh, mm -hmm. working on now. And, um, of course, co you know commercials and that. Uh, Ace Hardware has been going strong yep. for a few years. Uh, yeah. I just finished uh, doing Hyundai. Uh, they had a big camp. That was another one too, where uh, I was um, for a long time, several years. Jeff Bridges was right, doing the right. voice of uh, of Hyundai, and um, back in I think it was two thousand nine, uh, he or ten, he won Best Actor for Crazy Heart, right. and he was just starting the the Hyundai campaign. And uh, he was doing his victory tour of uh, you know, the Academy Award, and, and they needed somebody to do some of his uh, spots because he wasn't available. And so they were auditioning people, and I didn't think I sounded at all like uh, Jeff you Bridges. Do. Well, apparently my agent thought so too. <laughs> yeah, you do. yeah. And especially, it's like, you know, I was kind of working on it and listening to some of his stuff. And, and when I kind of hearken back and talk a little more back here and get a little more yeah. easy, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. This Jeff Bridges guy tends to come out a little bit. So. Talking about the Hyundai Genesis or whatever, and uh, that, you know, totally. oh man, yeah, yes. I can totally picture that now. Yeah, so yeah, so you actually like did stuff that he was supposed to do. Yeah, he wasn't available. Yeah, and you got it because you sound kind of like him, and sound they actually tricked like people. Yeah, well, I mean, they didn't go for literally. This is a, a voice replacement. Right. Although from that, I did replace, uh, uh, do a lot of ADR yeah. for Jeff, and mm -hmm. still do to this uh, day. You know, me and Jeff great. are like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he probably sees you out in the street. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. oh, so you're the guy. <laughs> and, you look so, and you look I'm so much alike, so yeah. it's, very, it's very easy to mix you up. The dude abides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dude abides. That's very cool. Oh, That's man. very cool. Yeah. But no, lots of little projects. Uh, most of my stuff is commercial, um, but uh, uh, promo has uh, stepped up a lot lately. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I think my first big uh, promo job was uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, and that one was, <laughs> it's kind of funny, they, the uh, audition specs wanted a uh, Nick Offerman type mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. And, um, and he's kind of got that irreverent, yeah, I don't care He's about got the anything. Parks and Rec experience, too. Yeah. yeah. So I said, oh, I could do that. But, he, uh, but uh, Nick, he's kind of got this, he doesn't really care about anything. He's kind of got this blasé type of thing. So the original Brooklyn Nine-Nine was kind of like this, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Tonight on Fox. Well, I booked the session, and then they tweak in the in the uh, actual session. They tweaked it, and it kind of got away from Nick Offerman and turned more into a dragnet, like, just the facts, ma'am, so I'm talking mm -hmm. more like this. So Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Tonight on Fox. So. That's what it ended up turning into, wow. but it started with something else, and mm -hmm. and that was something too that uh, was important uh, skill to realize is taking direction, yeah, uh, and to be able to change on the fly. I could have said, "Hold on, you asked for a Nick Offerman type. Right. We're not talking Nick Offerman like anymore." Yeah, mm -hmm. no, you got to adjust. Yeah, and, you have yeah. to. And yeah. uh, if you can do that, you can work more. And that's um, great, man. And, uh, but yeah, that that. Uh, uh, 
and of course you, you have a promo job as long as the show's on the air. Yes. Mm -hmm. And when the when the show first came out, I was hoping it was kind of I don't know if you're familiar. It was kind of a I I remember the show. Police yeah. Academy. Yeah. It's still on now. Uh, yeah. Type of a thing with Adam Sandler and uh, and it got good reviews and then it started getting. Emmy nominations and Golden Globe nominations. I'm like, oh wow, this is unbelievable. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was one of my first uh, uh, promo campaigns, and and that parlays into uh, some other stuff I've done for Fox with uh, basketball, football, yeah. a lot of the different genres. Yeah, there. I remember you sending me links to some of yeah. your uh, yeah. your sports stuff. <laughs> yeah. I was like, get down. Yeah. yeah. Chris yeah. is tearing it up. And the nice thing on that was again with the relationships. When I, I, if you work well with somebody, you give them what they want, you're pleasant to work with, then, you know, hey, they may, you know, throw you a bone Absolutely. and either get your repeat work or yep. refer you to another producer. Yep. And, and then, you know, you keep working from there. Absolutely. So. And that's how that works. That's yeah. the networking part of it. Oh, yeah. You know, meeting new people and being nice because yeah. they'll be nice to you. Yes. Yeah, it works. It does work. Nice. The nice guy does win. All right. He's the proof. Um, so cool, man. So wait, let's talk about a little bit of your audition process. So you, you're doing it mostly from home? Oh, yeah. 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 So what's kind of your, I mean, because you work in so many different areas, as far as your, do you have any tips or any thoughts about when you have to self-direct? Oh, um, yeah. Do you feel that you're good at it? Do you get in your, like, what are your, um, what are your strengths and what are the things that kind of trip you up sometimes? You know, I, I guess I'm okay at it because I, I still, I'm, I'm booking, uh, right. I guess. Yeah. So, right. so that helps. Uh, yeah. uh, but but it is kind of like, you know, flying blind sometimes. Uh, am I doing the right things? Am I? So I, I still train to this day. I work with Joyce Castellanos. Yep. I, I've worked with Maurice Tobias, Jody Gottlieb, uh, uh, you know, a lot of uh, host of, of people, yeah. uh, Huck Liggett, and, uh, when he was still working yep. at The Voicecaster. And, uh, so I, I keep myself sharp because I don't want to develop bad habits or fall into ruts or, uh, because again, it's, it's difficult to, um, uh, assess yourself when you're just hearing yourself all the time, everything right, starts right. to sound the same and that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, one tip that I found kind of, uh, useful is after I would do an audition, if I didn't have to submit it right away, I would walk away and then I would come back in yeah. an hour, a day later, even if I could. And then... You, you listen to it with a completely objective, different uh, perspective and, mm -hmm. and different set of ears, and I'll listen, I'm like, oh, no, no, that's, that's not right at all. And then I'll go back and I'll be able to do it uh, differently. Nice. And, yeah. uh, um, but, uh, and then also in the auditions, uh, I'll ABC a lot of stuff, taglines, uh, you know, buttons and, and little things that yeah. uh, I can kind of uh, select. And so I might have this puzzle at the end of an audition. Right, and then you put it all and together. And then I'll assemble yeah. it and then I'm like, oh, that's, that's a nice sounding piece. Kind of like they do it for real. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all we have for part one. But wait, there's <laughs> more. And yes, that will be next is. week. There is, and keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest, and hey, we're on Instagram too. Woohoo! Yeah! We love you guys, thanks so much for watching, and just remember, you, you always, always have time for a little, little buzz. buzz. Don't just listen to VO Buzz Weekly, watch the show in stunning HD video at VOBuzzWeekly.com, on their YouTube channel, or on the app. VO Buzz Weekly is sponsored by Chuck Duran's Demos That Rock. Rock. The voiceover demo producer to the stars is now available to you. Visit DemosThatRock.com and take your voiceover career to the next level. See you next time, and remember, you always have time for a little buzz.